Mom and I are joined today by our friend Emily, all the way from Miami. Emily will be sharing some of her truth and her story and her pursuit to live her very best life, in spite of some of the curveballs this life can throw at us. She is inspiring, she is motivating, and we hope that's how you will feel after listening to her share some of her truth. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, Emily, to the podcast. Hello. Hi, thank you. So happy to have you join mom and I for this chat. Yes. And we miss you so much, just so you know. The three the three of us used to work together, and it's been, has it been about a year since we've seen you? Is that right? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. It's bummer. crazy. It is a bummer. Yes. She was so nice to have around and to see every day and just such a positive, yeah, fun yeah. energy. Yeah. Big oh. greeting. Yeah. Morning. Love oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> to start the day. Anyway, we so love and appreciate you and appreciate you for joining us for this chat today. So thank you. Yes. yes thanks for having me. I've used, I'm used to listening to your podcast. So as I'm listening to you guys talk, I feel like I'm just listening, but I have to remind myself that I am actively participating in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We are so glad. All right. Well, I think we'll just jump right into it if you're good with that. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. So today we are stripping down our truth on how we as women seek and live out our purpose in spite of different circumstances or challenges that this life may bring. And Emily is going to share some of her story with us today and her truth on this very topic. So Emily, just to get started, would you want to share a little bit about you and just, you know, whatever you feel is important for the listener to know? For sure. I'll just kind of give like a start to current recap. Um, I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, to my parents who met at the University of Arkansas. And I was young when I grew up there. And then we moved to Iowa when I was in fourth grade, so around 10-ish. We actually moved to Texas for a year prior to that. My dad went back to graduate school um, so he could become a professor of architecture. Then he got a job at Iowa State University. So that's why we moved to Iowa. And I feel like... Even though I was like 10 when I moved to Iowa, you know, when you're little, I don't remember that stuff as much. So I feel like I was raised in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think as I don't live there now and I don't necessarily, well, I would like to have a second home there, I would say. Yeah. Um, so. We would, so, yeah. We would like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think it was a good place to grow up. Like it's such a good place for family and for children and for being involved in your community. And so I'm really grateful. I feel like growing up in small town in Iowa, I got access and exposure to many different kind of things and 
that makes me live a life where like I want to be engaged with many kind of things. So that's good. And then I moved to New York City. Um, after I graduated from Iowa State, I graduated with a bachelor's in fashion. I interned for JLo by Jennifer Lopez um, in 03. And then in 2004, uh, I finished school and moved back to New York and I got a job with victoriasecret.com. And I was with them more or less for 11 years, but like off and on. And I also did many other like entrepreneurial things, um, et cetera. And then what else? My parents are still together. I have two brothers. Um, that there's a lot that goes with that. <laughs> um, siblings are so much fun. Yes. 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 The more people you add to the dynamic, the more dynamics there are. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, and my support network, I have like just in all of my life, I've had a million jobs and that's where most of my friends come from. And that's how I know you guys. And yeah, so I'm really grateful to that. In fact, later on this afternoon, one of my friends from Iowa, who was my boss at Express in the North Grand Mall in Ames, mm -hmm. um, we, we both live in Miami now. And um, she's coming over this afternoon to like help me with some of my organization and personal stuff. So it's just it's crazy how you you build these relationships and if you maintain them, they can last for a long time and be really valuable. So I appreciate that. Oh, I love that. That is wonderful. Yeah, I so agree with that. I think it's a testament to who you are as a person and your character when you maintain relationships with people that you've worked with. Like when you are friends or are, have built a friendship even with just like one person, like all of yeah. these many places you've worked, like that says a lot about who you yeah, are, I think, sure. you know? I think well, thank you. Yeah. I do think I've always valued relationships kind of like above everything else. And I've known that was important. And then as I get older and learn more, it's like, what makes you happy? Number one, quality of relationships in your <laughs> life. So I have been getting that part of it, right? I would say. So I am grateful for that. Yeah, you absolutely have yeah, gotten that, right? For sure. But sorry, I feel like I interrupted you. Continue. No, it's okay. I was just going down. I made kind of a list based on all the questions you asked. But the next, the answer to the next question actually was relationship status. So even though we're speaking of all the quality relationships I have in my life, the answer to that question is single because <laughs> I've always struggled in the romantic arena, I feel. So <laughs> currently single, don't really... I feel like I desire a relationship, but at the same time, I am not yet settled in Miami, so I'm not even ready to put myself on the market. Um, so that's that. But that is part of um, what I'm working on and why my girlfriend's coming over today, because you just have to get your life together so that mm -hmm. you can live it. Yeah. And yeah. So, I'm so glad that you have that support there in Miami so far away from home like that's I'm glad to hear that yes thank you no I have like actually quite a few friends here so that was one of the reasons that it felt um like an okay or good idea to move here because I already knew a handful of people gotcha and yeah so good yeah and good thing I did know a lot of people because this has been a very trying relocation yeah yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I can only imagine. I want to hear more about that at some point during this chat too. But like, just like how, even though you have like support there, like it's still, 
it takes so much courage and bravery to make a huge life move. It, you know, even if you have all the support in the world, like it's hard. <laughs> it's challenging. To do it by yourself. To do it by, I mean, really, yeah. You kind of blew to... my mind. I know. It is hard, but I've always been, you know, just kind of tough. And once I decide I'm going to do something, I basically just do it and don't back down. And again, you know, we moved down here with a big, you know, box truck budget because it's way cheaper than U-Haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my friend helped me with that. Like driving down by myself would have been like extremely overwhelming and unsafe, among other things. So that support of, yeah, friends and family is invaluable, truly, when you're trying to do anything in your life, but especially major changes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> well, do you want to share like what you are doing in Miami right now? Or do you want to talk about that later? Yeah, we can talk about that. So when I came, I essentially did not have a plan. But like I said, I just decided I wanted to do it. And oftentimes, that's how I make things happen is uh, do it and then figure out the plan later. A lot of people are good at like, they make it to your plan, they save money, they figure out logistics. I really respect that. Um, I'm never, I don't have the patience for it. (laughs) And I haven't really had success with it. I tried to do that moving to Atlanta and I just like never got a job, never got a job. So this time I said, no, I'm just gonna pull the trigger and go. So I came in actually uh, the end of June, beginning of July. So we left Iowa end of June, arrived in Miami beginning of July. So it's been almost exactly a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy amounts of challenges and obstacles, uh, just mostly logistically speaking, but like kind of Murphy's law, anything that could go wrong will and like has been since since we started on that trip or since even before the trip, because initially it was supposed to be someone else, but then became someone else because that's how life goes um but got here and um was just applying for jobs looking for places to live of course it's a challenge to find a residence when you don't have a job (laughs) because they want to see money coming in um so the first couple of months was really stressful um and the market here is insane so like in iowa i had a very spacious one bedroom apartment with ample storage in a prime location Mm -hmm. and granted i'm a smart shopper so it was a really good deal but i was paying like 750. yeah um and then i moved to miami and for something equivalent you're looking at 23 to 2500 maybe wow Right. And I have no job yet. Right. So I don't want to sign up for too much. Um, you know, so I looked, I was looking for one bedroom apartments because I really didn't want to downsize to a studio at this stage in the game. However, ultimately push came to shove and I applied for a studio apartment that was cute in an area that I liked. And I got, I got approved. It was one of the first ones that I got approved for. Um, same day I had also been applying for jobs consistently. Same day I got offered a job at the W South beach, which is like one of the best W's and Marriott hotels in the world, which I didn't even really know at the time. And then, um, I got accepted to grad school at Barry university for the clinical mental health counseling that all happened in one day. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. confirmation that you were doing the right thing. Yes. Total confirmation. Yes. 
and it's just crazy how life goes like that. And I think, you know, yeah, if you have the faith and you put in the work, something's mm-hmm. going to come through for you. And maybe like a whole bunch of things on the same day. <laughs> yeah. Although it's and the- for a while, some obstacles almost made you wonder if you were doing the right thing. Did you have I- a question? I will have to say, I have not questioned it one time. I have been angry, (laughs) discouraged, defeated, um, a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And even people have said to me, like, oh, sounds like a sign. Like, maybe you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) And and I'm a sign person, and that's kind of the way that I think. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, in this scenario, I just don't feel that way. I feel it makes me feel more motivated, more, like, I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, that's still how I feel. <laughs> we'll see. You're doing so, it. Yeah. You're doing it. I love your determination. Yeah, me too. Impressive. Thanks, Thanks ladies. So, okay. I think we should come back to this more later. I may have jumped the gun, but I love hearing it. So <laughs> I want to go back to childhood if we can so when you were a little girl what did you envision your adult life to look like or what were your dreams and aspirations for sure um like I said I feel like I didn't start thinking about that much until I got a little older maybe like junior high 14 ish okay and I recall at that time we had um like home economics classes. That's what it was called back then. Yeah. I don't know what, it, I don't know what it's called anymore, but um, the teacher had like a lot of fashion magazines. And once I opened those magazines and saw that glamorous life and that was happening in, in New York, like I just thought like, I need to have a life in New York. I need to go live this. And I loved fashion and style mm-hmm. clothes, everything. In fact, that was another thing. When I first moved to school, it was fourth grade, so you you, know, you don't really have popular yet, but you kind of do. You know, I wasn't really popular, didn't hang out with the cool kids. And then as you get older, it becomes increasingly important, your social status, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I went, I think it was the summer from like sixth to seventh grade, went shopping, got the cool stuff. Like suddenly I was like in the cool crowd. Like I saw the power of, you know, clothing. brands and clothing yeah. and how you present yourself. And so that, that was never lost on me, I guess. And I like fashion and stuff. So I was intrigued by that world. And then my grandmother took my cousin and I, and then her friend and her two granddaughters. So the six of us went to New York city when I was still like 14, we stayed at the Plaza, which is like, you know, the fanciest hotel in New York. We ate at like all the fancy restaurants. We shopped, you know, had this crazy fantastical New York experience so I was just like that further yeah I was like okay I definitely want to live in New York (laughs) so that kind of got cemented in my mind young and then I always felt that I was gonna have a family like because you know I have my parents are still together we have a tight-knit family I was always babysitting everybody else's kids I always loved kids so Um, I just thought, you know, I was going to move to New York, be like a fashion person an executive, ultimately, like, you know, CEO, somebody powerful, where's the suit. Um, but then that would make me intriguing and appealing to my partner 
who was, and we'd, I'd be some sort of power couple, essentially living some glamorous, sexy life, but we would also have a family. So that was sort of what I thought my life would evolve into. (laughs) Did you continue to like have those same desires and aspirations? Like when you went to, um, well, through high school and then you went to Iowa State University for college, was that, did that continue to be like your goal and your hope? Yes, for sure. In fact, I didn't really want to go to Iowa State. My parents wanted me to go and they, (laughs) yeah, they negotiated with me. They said, if I gave Iowa State a try and I, and I still wanted to try, like I wanted to go to fashion school either in New York or LA, FIT or FIDM. FIT is in New York Fashion Institute of Technology. FIDM is Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. It's in LA. So I made the agreement with my parents. Okay, I'll try Iowa State. And then if I still want to go, you'll help me. Okay. So I went one semester to Iowa State. (laughs) And then I told them, okay, I want to go. So then I worked retail full time to save up a little money. And I moved to LA and I went to FIDM for one semester because first I moved in with a family friend of a girl that I had met at Iowa State. And it was a woman in her 50s, and she seemed really nice and cool. She lived on the beach, which is amazing. Like, I'm 18, no, 19 at the time, moved to L.A., live in this prime location. But she ended up, like, developing, like, like, she liked me. She wanted me around. I don't know if it was, like, a motherly thing or, like, a sexual thing. I'm unsure. But... Um, it was just supposed to be a temporary arrangement at her house. And when I went to move out, like she like locked my stuff. It was like a physical altercation. (laughs) Like it was so weird. And I just wasn't ready for that. Like I had been, I was just like this sweet, innocent girl from Iowa. I didn't understand. LA was like, there was a lot going on. There was like a lot of drugs and people and celebrities. And it was, yeah. And I had a, a car and a motorcycle out there. So I'm driving in that traffic. Like, you know, just crazy. And I recall the whole, oh, and also I was working full time and going to school full time for the first time. I was also recently doing that. So it's extremely like challenging, I think, to work full time to support yourself and also go to school full time to further yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had like a breakdown and I I called my dad and I was like, I want to come home. scary situation shocking and scary and oh my gosh you're so far away from family glad you called your dad I'm so glad you called him too yeah Yeah. so then he sent some of my girlfriends that I already made at Iowa State out to help move me back and then then all of those girlfriends that I made initially in Iowa State are like still my girlfriends now um so I went back and had that like four-year quintessential college experience. I don't regret it at all. I'm glad that I had it. Yeah. And good. then interned and went to New York. Amazing. I did not know that you interned for um, JLo. Uh, yeah. I have so many stories. You do. <laughs> I don't tell them all. It's not enough time. And I don't want to sound braggadocious. But at the same point, like, it is what it is. And I did do it. So... Yeah, I love J Lo. No, it's I was be so proud of brag away, brag it up. I know. I think I was very much conditioned with the uh, be humble, be you know humility, humble, hum- and I think 
Sure. That makes me still struggle with a lot of things in my life, but whatever. But inspirational for, for people to hear yeah. about your True. all the amazing things you've done. Yeah. So I think yeah. So here. I'll tell you about it because <laughs> that internship. So I love J Lo. I wanted to work for her, um, and that was my thing. And I reached out to them, and you know they were basically just ignoring me. So I reached out multiple times, and then they said. Like, oh, sorry, we just, we don't have an internship program. And so I reached back out with like a paper or like a proposal about how an internship program would benefit them. They can hire me to implement it for them. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't take no for an answer. They, you know, they were just like, okay, leave us alone. So spring break that year, rather than go like on a traditional party spring break, me and my girlfriends went to New York and I went to the JLo offices. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, hi. I was like, hi, it's Emily. I'm here to see the guy's name. I think it was Joe Brewer. I can't remember, but he was a director of HR. They're like, is he expecting you? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, they were just like, okay, this girl's not going to leave us alone. So we'll give her a job. And glad they didn't call security. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they let me in at that point. They were just like, fine. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, that's so great. Wow. That is, I am beyond impressed. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. That's really great. That's a great story. I love it. Oh, thank you. And of course, it wasn't just easy after that because I bet not. They didn't really have an internship program. So, what they were going to do was just put me in their Macy's store and like have me hold clothes all day, <laughs> which is fair. Like, they're like, okay, you want a job? Here you go. But I pushed back then as well. I was like, I'm here to learn and I have a curriculum and I have all these things. And um, so I pushed back and then they, I got more involved in the actual program. And it was actually cool because that brand is now defunct, but it was half owned by Jennifer Lopez. Well, actually 49% by Jennifer Lopez and 51% by Andy Hilfiger, who is Tommy's brother. Oh, wow. Interesting. And I, yeah. And I ended up working directly with Betsy and another woman in the visual merchandising apartment. And then also Heather Thompson, who was the creative director. And she did like Sean John with Diddy. And like she was all in everybody's urban fashion collection in the early 2000s. So cool experience. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you kind of helped open their eyes and their minds to like the benefit of having someone like you, you know, like implementing that like program. internship program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they did after me, but hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. So, cool. so after that, I mean, at any point in your in your story, in your journey so far, like you've already shared some of the obstacles that you just pushed right through. But was there anything else that came up that made like attaining goals or like working towards achieving them just more challenging or did it like ever did anything ever change your direction or like your interests if that makes sense yeah that's a good question like when we're talking about the earlier days of my career and development I feel like there were I'm sure there were obstacles I just can't remember them as much now yeah and I feel like you're young and you're more resilient and you bounce back but like um trying to think well, even things like working at Victoria's Secret. When I first started there, I was hired as a temp 
which is pretty typical in New York and in fashion and probably a lot of industries. Like you start temporary and then if they like you, they might offer you a position if one's available. Yeah. So like I probably tempt for a year. That's like a, a small challenge, but you know, you're, you're trying to earn your position and then things like, I think we sat in the kitchen that year. So like you've got two desks in the kitchen cause they don't have room for you to sit anywhere else. Like oh again, God. just, a minor thing but it's like you know you think you're gonna go to new york now and have this glamorous career in fashion but really you're just like a new kid on the block and they're gonna make you work in the kitchen and you know yeah start at the bottom but that's that's just typical i wouldn't say that's like hugely challenging i've had more challenges I think later in life or like in this relocation has been so challenging. It's mostly logistical stuff, I would say, and things that are out of my control. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. You earlier, you talked about how you knew even as a young girl that you would always want to have a family. And when I met you, I mean, even I learned pretty quickly, we sat by each other when you worked, but we, I learned quickly that you had a strong desire to be a mom. And would you, would you agree then that being a mom has always been a dream or, you know, a vision you had for yourself that you knew, like you were definitely destined for? Yes. 100%. Like, Like I said, I used to babysit everyone's kids when I was younger. I felt like the kids always liked me. I was good with the kids. Like, I just felt like, you know, it's just a matter of time till I become like, you know, the best mom ever. Yeah. (laughs) I really felt like that. Um, And yeah, I've always wanted to have kids. Like, it's just been a, yeah, a super strong desire. And I've never shied away from talking about it either, which like you said, you learned pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. And I think... For most of us women, like that's the one thing that we've always known, you know, we've always had like that sense, that innate sense of certainty that we were going to be a mom. And like with you, we have other goals and dreams, like professionally, like we want to have a career too, maybe, or maybe you don't, but you know, oftentimes, you know, we want both and there are things that we have, you know, we're passionate about and find joy in, but being a mom is a huge part of what we want in our life and never think that it's going to be something we have to worry about not having. Yeah. It was just a given. It was just a given. Yeah. It was when, not if. It was when. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's like generational changes because even just one, two generations ago, it it was more like that. It was yeah. going to happen like that. And we thought it was going to be the same. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. So... Would you say that, like, being someone who, I don't know, is a mom in waiting almost, like, do you feel like it creates a void? I feel like it it can, or for me, it does. But I'm wondering, like, for you and everything that you have going on in your life and are working towards, like, do you feel that or can you relate at all? Yeah, 100% on that one as well. Like, I don't want to sound lame, but I feel like everything I've been doing has been just to make myself the best person I can be to be a good partner for someone to choose me as a wife so I can be a mom. Like everything else to me is actually secondary. I'm just trying to be my best. So, I mean, of course, I want to be good at everything that I do, Mm -hmm. but it's like secondary. But at this point in my life, 
it's like I'm all, I'm you know almost 42 so I feel like I have a decade left if I'm lucky if even you know yeah. and I think like career aspirations and like life is long there's time for us to do a lot of things and I've had a job I've been paying the IRS since I was legally able at 14 <laughs> but I've been working before then like I've been working my whole life away I've yeah. never been in love I've never been a mom like I want to do more things in my life than just work. <laughs> right. Right. So that's how I feel about that. Like, yeah, I want to be a mom. <laughs> so what would you say to, or what do you tell yourself? Or what would you say to any woman who's just like us, whose greatest desire is to be a mom, to have a family, to find your person. And yet she's not sure when this will happen? Well, I would say don't lose the faith because I'm not going to. <laughs> like, yes. I'm really hoping for it, like, as long as it's physically possible. And then even after that, okay, if it doesn't happen the way that I thought it would or hoped it would, mm -hmm. what are my other options? And I'm, you know, a lot of my life I've been waiting, like, especially in my 20s, like for financial investing and other just responsible things. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do that. Like, you know, when I'm married <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. or like, you know, I thought these certain adulting things you didn't get into until you got into like adult relationship. Sure. And then in my thirties, I was like, oh shoot, no, 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 no. We, we got to get a handle on all this stuff. Um, and now I'm in my forties and it's like, okay, if I want to, I don't really want to do it by myself, but if I have to, or if that's what it came to, or if I at least wanted to have the choice, because right now I'm not even financially stable enough, it wouldn't be a good choice to have a child alone, you know? So mm -hmm. I am in the next few years, I guess, trying to position myself to be in a place where I could be a mom, maybe. <laughs> like you know just keep the hope alive and like right try to make it possible in your life and then if it doesn't happen I don't know <laughs> right well and, I, and you're meaning your goal right now is to be able to support you and your child without maybe having that partner if that were not Ye to happen yeah like at least build a foundation Okay. where I felt that if I wanted to do it alone, it wouldn't be an irresponsible choice and like a bad choice for the kid. Like, I'm, but even though I don't know, cause then sometimes I think doing it alone might just is a bad choice for the kid because then they, you're already giving them a life without a second parent. There's a lot. <laughs> so it's, so, it's so hard. I mean, I love that you're already a good mom, you know, I, <laughs> You're thinking like, about the child before you before ever you leave. ever have a child yeah. that makes you a good parent currently that, thank you that's why there's no children yet <laughs> exactly <laughs> taking a little bit longer than I thought kind of a negative thing sometimes the what I think sometimes the more responsible you are is that the negative part of this whole thing because I just think you were the same way like you Oh. Wanted to get school out of the way and get settled and have a husband and have a home and have the finances. And now, well, I know you try not to go there too often because then you do just get like angry and resentful. When we met, 
we were working together, obviously, and you were, you were 39, single, and I just thought you were, first of all, Emily is drop dead gorgeous. Like, yeah. physically, on the outside, she is just so beautiful. But then I learned quickly, like, she's so smart. She's yeah. hilarious. Very funny. And she's very, you're very direct and, you know, great at communicating with people and are such a hard worker. I learned how like generous you were and just had a real passion for life in general, I would say. Fearless. Oh, and then one day I see her (laughs) roll up on her motorcycle. I was like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which... That's been one of the obstacles here. First time I've ever gone down. Since I've been riding since I was 18. I went down here because the traffic here is insane. You got into dangerous. You, you get hurt? I mean, it wasn't a motorcycle accident. Like I, like I didn't collide. It wasn't a collision. I just like went down. Like I'm taking Aww. a curve too fast, and just a uh, you know some good rug oh. burn or road burn and some good bruised ribs. Nothing Aww. crazy, but. I know, like, it's crazy. So that was, that was just, um, and I feel that I'm very blessed. Like, I feel like I have angels around me because when bad things happen to me, they're just very minor. Like, it could have been so much worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I had, like, the blessing of buying a new car. You guys know I had an an old car for a long time in Iowa. And I finally um, was able to, like, level up here, which that was a big goal of mine. And... After having it for less than two months, we had those crazy floods, and my car got totaled from the flood water. Oh, no. I'm so like, sorry. No, it's okay. But, like, and all of these things, like, and there's been a million more things, I feel. I almost got hit by a car the other day. I was a pedestrian, and these two cars collided, but the other car, the one car was, like, flying towards me. Huh? And literally within inches of me and I I screamed Jesus Christ and I'm not even a religious person but I think instinctually people yell out for Jesus like in moments like that so I did that and then I like tried to move my legs backwards and the car just like just skimmed right in front of me but like Miami is crazy and dangerous and I feel like I'm literally lucky to be alive right now um and yeah. So sorry, you got me on a tangent with the motorcycle thing, but yeah. Well, glad you're alive. Yeah. Seriously. You do have angels surrounding you. She, I love that. You absolutely do. <sighs> okay. Can you still ride your motorcycle? I have to ask. Um, yes, but right now I can't get it to start. It's like one, I just have like this laundry list of things that need to be done in life and it's like it's also not licensed in Florida because it's just yeah don't get me started okay (laughs) but I will it will be running again and I'll be riding again good good okay so what I was getting at is that when so the year that we got to know well you've known Emily a little bit longer but for right how I don't know when Emily's a little bit a few months okay so you were just someone who seemed to like really have a yearning for you just wanted more out of life is what I saw. And I don't know, would you share where you were at during that time in your life? Like physically, mentally, spiritually, like where was your heart at during that time? Because that was when you were really thinking, you know, about this huge move to Miami. 
Yeah. Um, I think the thing with Iowa is like the weather. Every winter, I can't believe I'm there. And I'm like, <laughs> in life, you have a choice about where you are. And I just was like, I have to move. And, and you're right. Like, I feel like um, the never satisfied thing. I think it's a human condition to like always strive for more and want more. Unfortunately, I do think it affects me pretty gravely. Like, wherever I get, as soon as I get there, <laughs> like, <laughs> on to wanting more, better. Like, now my goal was to live on the beach in Miami Beach, and I do. I can walk to the beach in probably like less than eight minutes or so. Ah. Um, yes. But like, I want to live on the beach. You know what I mean? So, okay, now we're close. <laughs> I but feel- we're. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not satisfied. So that's just, but I do think, I don't think that's a negative thing. I think you have oh. to work with it. Like you need to be able to relax and enjoy your life sometimes, but you also need to move forward if you feel the the rumblings. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to tap into them, like listen to them and tap into them and strive for whatever those goals are. And that's what I've always seen you do and it just I'm in awe of that and I think you also are present in the moment as much as you want more you are able to to balance that out and I live for your daily posts of the ocean (laughs) I do so thank you for posting that every day (laughs) yes thank you for it's good because it keeps me accountable and I know that some people do enjoy it you know so yeah, I think too, like you, to me, it's like, I think you are so like grateful, you know, and I, I like to think that if I lived that close to the ocean that I'd be there every day too, you know? You know? Well, it's hard and that's why I made, I made the commitment to myself because I feel like that's what you have to do. So when I first moved back to Iowa, after living in New York, I lived with my parents for a year and I made a commitment to take a picture of the sunset every day. And that I called it a project in creativity, commitment, creativity and control, because you quickly learn like you obviously have to be committed and it's not easy to go like find somewhere where you can see. And even that the ocean, I have like super easy access. It's still not easy to go to it every day. And so you have to be committed. And then you realize control, like you don't know what you're going to see. Like it's different every day. It's not always beautiful. Um, it was a interesting lesson. And then, so now I'm doing a similar thing where I'm making myself take a photo of the sea every day because it forces me to go. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. I think mom, like you said, you're not taking anything for granted. It doesn't seem like, like life and where you are and everything you're working for and have, have had success in to this point. And that has to be so grounding. I, yeah, I love that you're doing that. Where would you say your heart, your soul is today, almost a year later? I think it's in a similar space. And that's where, like, you know, they say, like, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> like, so, you know, I was in Iowa, and I was just like, I just have to get to Miami. And, you know, then... I'll be better. I'll be happier. Things will be better. But, you know, now I'm here and it has its own unique challenges and obstacles. But 
I'm grateful and I feel like I'm getting closer to like the life that I would want because at this point I'm just thinking like, okay, like I said, almost 42, so 40-ish, like let's say I'll live to 100 because that's about how old my grandparents were. Like you just Mm -hmm. have to start thinking about like what do I want to live the rest of my life and I think I would like to live here because I like the ocean and I like the weather, but I would also like to like have a home in Iowa. So how do I, I guess I'm just thinking about how to, you know, be motivated and how I want to live out the rest of my life. Yeah. How you want to make it happen. So, okay. I have a question about purpose next. And I don't know if you've ever been unsure of your purpose, but I would love to hear you talk about that. And if you've ever been unsure, like what has helped you figure out maybe what your purpose is, or are you still seeking your purpose and just how you're working to currently like fulfill that? Yeah, I would say like that I'm a seeker and I don't feel that I've like totally figured it out. But I also feel like our purpose is to go out in the world and like love people, be good, do good, you know. Um, But that's easier said than done. And half the time when I go out in the world, I just don't even want to interact with people. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think I think I don't really know yet. And I think I'll like, you know how they say when you play your life back, it all makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll get it later, but I am a seeker and I'm always like striving to figure out what, what exactly is it and how can I, you know, do it in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I am part. Oh, sorry. Let me, let me keep going. So part of what I do think my purpose is like service, like, you know, can what I did when we worked together was a service position and Uh, My most recent job, which I actually resigned, was a service position. And I think I actually excel in them. But I also think service positions and positions that are of, like, women's, like, traditional women's roles, anything that's, like, nurturing, caregiving, are all undervalued in our society. And I'm tired of giving my all to these jobs and to these people and being undervalued and barely being able to afford to live my life like so I feel like service is one of my purposes but it's not I have to figure out how to monetize it in a society that doesn't value what's so important I think oh yeah exactly right yeah oh it's so listening back to that I know that's that's a painful truth today it really is Well, like all the jobs I've done, I've been a nanny. I love it. And nanny is one of the higher paid ones, right? Because it's a, it's more specific. You're working for a private family, probably with a higher net worth. So you can actually make some money in that. But oftentimes you don't. Babysitting, home health care, nursing, education, all these like, you know, nurturing roles, undervalued. Undervalued. Yeah. Yes. So important and undervalued. Yeah. So important. So needed. So sought out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's so frustrating. Yeah. That's, I do a dance of like being angry with society and the way that we're operating and then having to obviously, you know, 
operate within the society. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to make money to live. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of your being in grad school right now towards like mental, a mental health counseling degree. Tell me how that is going. It's going, it's going well. Um, I, like I said, I just resigned my job. So for the last week I haven't been working, but I was working in my hotel job all throughout high season in Miami, which is the busy time. And I was like a VIP slash personal concierge. And they expect you to be like ready, willing, and able to do anything and everything for these people at any time. And I don't mind doing that, I guess, if if you're grateful or <laughs> compensating me <laughs> adequately, but none of that was happening. Um, and so in any case, I felt like, so I like to describe myself as like a 98% type of person. Like I'm not a hundred, I'm not perfect, but I really do strive to like be my best at everything I do. And I felt like working full time and going to school full time and just and transitioning to like live in a whole new state, new city, you know, don't have a motorcycle anymore, don't have a car, like a lot of challenges. I just was giving like 89% to everything. Like, and I wasn't comfortable with that. Um, I, I got one B like, and I, I know everyone's like, it's okay. Your grades don't matter. But like, I know I'm an A student and if I wasn't spread so terribly thin, you know? Right. So in any case, I, ultimately over the course of time decided to part ways with my job i tried to negotiate with them for different things like better work life balance a better set schedule so that i can manage my time so i can effectively you know be at school when i'm at school etc yeah um i asked for more money because i was actually making less there than i was making when i worked with you guys and my rent is like you know more than double <laughs> yeah yeah Um, so, and they just wouldn't budge on anything. Um, and they were very sad to see me go, Uh, but I had to let it go because I feel like I need to focus on the future and really apply myself to my school and really like take that learning in, which I wasn't able to do so much before. So good for you. Yeah. So that's what we're doing now, focusing on that. And I do feel like I'm choosing this path because it's one of the paths that's allows me to do what I do well and actually will compensate me decently also. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds like a really good view. Like it will meet like a lot of the, the goals that, that we were just talking about, like trying to figure out the balance yeah. of it all. That makes so much sense. I'm proud of you for walking away from that position. I'm yeah. that's really unfortunate, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah. There were a lot of good things about it. It's kind yeah. of like, a relationship when you're dating a guy and you can like see his potential mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like hanging on for that potential to actualize because you know I was working with like celebrities and this and that and like you know you never know you might meet this person and you, yeah. you just never know like there there could be so much opportunity around every corner and yet I'd been there nine months and mm-hmm. no crazy opportunity had really you know yeah. yeah, it was hard. It was hard to let go of because it was like you saw the potential of what it could be. But like in a bad relationship, you're like, but you have to deal with the reality, which is it's not good for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. healthy. No. Yeah. The pros were not weighing not even a little bit. Yeah. And you have to you have to take that time and and do that for yourself. And of course, because I'm in school, 
I'm able to do that because I have access to student loans and other, again, supports, which is not so easy just to like quit your job all the time. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at quitting my job, you ladies know. <laughs> you stuck it out. Yeah. Yes. I usually give a good amount of time. Well, it depends. It's all relative, but usually about a year. I don't think that you're quick to just say F it and no. leave any situation, relationship, work-wise or personal. Like, I think you really do a lot of like self-reflection and you are really open. You give everything a lot of thought. Yep. So I don't think it's you're any- very direct. I, very direct. You yeah. were very direct with, you know, when you worked with us, I know you were very direct with management there. So mm-hmm. they had opportunities to keep you. Um, and it would have made the hospital better. It but would have. They chose not to. And honestly, you're on the right path. It's obvious. Yeah. You're doing everything Thank right. You. Oh, thanks, ladies. You are. This has been yeah. a very affirming conversation. <laughs> Good. No, we've always, mom and I have always thought so much of you. I didn't get to spend a ton of time with you, but I just, you are like an inspiring woman to me. And I just admire you for just your determination and how brave you are. I, I love keeping tabs on you through social media and just you inspire me. So I just want you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, you're not someone who just sits there and really necessarily exposes herself. Like you're just so kind and easy to be around and easy to talk to. But I think I was the most blown away when Chelsea told me that motorcycle in the parking lot was yours. <laughs> not. Yeah, it is. And then you said you loved it because it had the gold lettering was something you said about that. The gold. Yeah. It's all yeah. gold. No chrome. Gold yeah. wheels, gold, gold, everything. Yeah. Like you're like this beautiful, like, I don't know, classy. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, whoa, there is no way. But yeah, it's you. And look at you just up and move to another Oh, and you're a yoga instructor are you teaching out there you could teach on the beach out there um not actively because that's another um career that I felt is really hard to make money in (laughs) so true yes yes but I do love yoga and honestly I haven't even practiced a lot consistently in the past few years but I did practice yoga last Saturday and I may be practicing today on the beach so even to get it back in my life I think is important because it's just that's one thing since I've been here, my um, self-care regimen has kind of just imploded. It's just like caved in on itself. So we have to rebuild that. And we're working on that right now. Work full time doesn't leave a whole lot of self-care. Self-care time. No. And that's what I would say. I was giving 89% to my job, 89% to school, and maybe 50% to my own self. Yeah. That's, so that's no. Yeah. You'll get everything. Back on track. I mean, you are. You've done a lot in a very short amount of time in the last year. So I just, I'm so glad to hear more of your story. And I'm so excited to share it with others because it is so inspiring. And is there anything else that you would like to share? Advice, words of wisdom, any other truth about anything that you would like to say? Um, not especially except for just like the more, you know, the more you don't. And like, (laughs) (laughs) so the older I get, the more I just realize. And I think, you know, being open-minded and having that 
that perspective that there's just, you know, you don't really know. So. Yeah. 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 And I love the inspiration of going back to school at an older age. I love that. And I think maybe your dad even helped you with that since he obviously went back to school at an older age. Totally. Both my parents got their masters and I, I absolutely think seeing my dad do that. And when my parents chose to do that, they downsized into a one bedroom apartment, oh my three God. kids. Uh, we had like a Guinea pig and some other pets. Like <laughs> it was a major sacrifice. Huge. I'm sure for, you know, for my mom and all of us, but um, yeah, I think seeing that as an example, totally shaped yeah. what I did. I love, and yeah, you're not going to give up. And I, I love that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Emily. We are so grateful that you took the time out of your busy life to chat with us and share some of your story. Yeah. So it good. was fun. Thanks for thinking of me and having me. I like you even more now than I did before. <laughs> And I like to talk about myself. So if you guys like want to do some more of these. Absolutely. I'll let you know. We'll get some more dates on the, on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe next time there's a big change, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm doing now. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. I know more good things are coming. I don't doubt it for a second. So we will stay tuned. Same for you guys. Okay, well, we'll let you go. Thank you again, and we love you and wish you all the best. Love you, too. Maybe I'll swing by next week, but I don't know because you guys will just be there on Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry, but that would be We'd awesome. We'd love to see you if you do. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Love you, ladies. Love, love you. you. Take care. Thanks for joining our chat today. You can listen to us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen, make sure to click the follow button if you haven't already. You can leave a rating on Spotify. You can leave a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. To follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Naked Truth Tellers. We're open to any and all feedback and questions there. Until next time, stay true to you. Bye. Bye.